Real quick note before we get started, if you're someone who truly finds the content in this podcast valuable, I ask that you please rate it and share it with your colleagues. In doing so, you can help us reach more bankers who are struggling to find sales advice that truly serves them. All right, let's get into it. Many of the bankers that have been with Chase a very long time have come to me and said, hey, like I've been here eight years, 10 years, 12 years, and I'm struggling to make more than two or 3,000 PVCs a month. And when I share with them this process, the feedback I get is, Brian, I'm getting so many clients onto the financial advisor's calendar. Welcome to the Banking on Sales Success podcast. I'm your host, Brian Drake. After a decade-long journey working in the banking industry, I learned a lot about what works and what doesn't. And now I'm sharing those insights with you. If you've been in the banking industry for some time, you've probably realized that the majority of sales advice out there isn't built for us. Let's dive into the episode. Welcome to episode eight of Banking on Sales Success. Today, what we're talking about is how to leverage the relationships with clients we've already built and turn them into clients that are now in our pipeline and into PVC production. This particular episode is a little bit more specific and perhaps impactful for those of you that have been at the bank for a very long time that have a whole sea of clients that you've spent years just getting to know and people that already feel like they somewhat know you. Those of us who've been at the bank for a long time, chances are we have a lot of relationships with clients. Like if we were to sit down and write down names, we can probably list out a whole page or perhaps two pages filled with names with people that over the years we've gotten to know. And for some of us, we're kind of hanging on to hope that that eventually turns into some sort of investment referral or mortgage referral, or it just turns into something that makes all the time we've invested in the relationship worth our time. So if you're someone that's in that sort of situation, then what I'm going to be sharing is a way you can approach some of these clients to actually get them into your investment pipeline in front of your financial advisor. So here's what you do. When one of these clients that you know pretty well come into the bank or you call them, you start off by saying, hey, I'm actually asking questions to people that I've gotten to know about what success looks like to them in terms of their financial future. With your permission, may I ask you a few questions? And because these people know you, because they're comfortable with you, the chances of them saying yes are actually pretty high. And we're not asking for anything intrusive. We're just saying like, hey, I just want to know where in life you're looking to go. And you can probably see that if we try to do that with a stranger, they're going to shoot you down because they might feel like it's a little bit intrusive. So this is where we can really lean into the fact that these people already know us and feel comfortable with us. So once we get them to say yes, the first question we ask them is, well, if you don't mind me asking, what does success look like to you in terms of your retirement? And get them sharing with you that they're hoping to retire at 60-something years old. They hope they have enough money to be able to travel the world. And they hope they have enough money to outlive them during retirement. And then once they're done sharing that, follow up that question and say, well, I'm curious, what is really enjoying and experiencing retirement in this stage of your life? ideally look like on a week-to-week -week or month-to-month -month basis? And we want to ask this question because we want to get as much clarity as possible on exactly what them enjoying and experience retirement looks like. 
And the reason why we want to do this is because one, once you have as much clarity as the client does, they immediately feel more of a bond with you now that you truly know where they're looking to go. But the other thing is that it helps the client feel something because as you're asking them these questions, they're imagining it in their mind. And then they're just picturing what their ideal life really looks like. And it gets them really living in the moment of, I cannot wait for this life to eventually happen. So they start to feel something. So now we we then follow up that question. Once we have this clarity, we follow it up and we ask them, well, how much money do you think it's going to take to fund this type of lifestyle? And they'll either share with you a large number, like half a million dollars. They'll share with you what they need per month, which is, let's say, 7000 Or they'll just share with you that they're not sure. Once they've, once they've shared how much money they believe it'll take, the next question we ask is, well, how much do you currently have working for you now in order to get yourself here? And this is more of a qualifying question just to ensure that there's somebody that the advisor would want to be in front of. So once you've gone through these series of questions, now we make a referral recommendation. We say, hey, you know, if we can give you reassurance that you're going to retire at 65, that you're going to have the money you need to travel, and that you're not going to have to worry about running out of money during your retirement years, if we can do that for you, would you find that valuable and worth your time? And when see, when we include elements of things that they specifically shared in our referral recommendation, it actually makes them feel more connected, more bonded to that actual referral. And it doesn't come across as very dry. It's very personal. And so the majority of clients that you make the recommendation like that to most likely are going to say yes. This approach I've shared with you, I've shared with many of the bankers that have been with Chase a very long time and have come to me and said, hey, like I've been here eight years, 10 years, 12 years, and I'm struggling to make more than two or 3,000 PVCs a month. And when I share with them this process and I tell them, hey, let's leverage some of these clients we've already gotten to know, the feedback I get is, Brian, I'm getting so many clients onto the financial advisor's calendar. You are totally right. And so if you're somebody that's in that position where you are struggling to build your pipeline and you've been with the bank a long time, then there's a really good chance that this approach will work very well for you. So... If you start calling these clients or asking them when they come in about their financial future, you will find a majority of them agreeing to move forward to meet with your financial advisor. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of Banking on Sales Success. I'm Brian Drake, your host. Until our next episode, keep challenging the status quo. And remember, your potential for remarkable success is within reach. Good luck to you guys.